Brothers and sisters, friends, I see some enemies. What's up, guys? It's Kevin, and this is Connecting the Dots. Thanks for tuning in, man. I hope y'all are thriving and striving, and I welcome you back to a very special and unique episode for this podcast. Just a heads up, we will not be covering our usual topics, so that means no books, no social issues, no politics, um, and this episode should be pretty, pretty light and quick in general for the most part. First off, this is a special and unique episode because today is September 23rd, which means it's actually my birthday, so... Happy birthday, bitch. But the reason I'm here speaking with y'all today is because I've realized that after all this time, a lot of you probably don't really know anything about me. Here we are, like, 30 episodes in and two years later, and I don't think I've ever really talked about myself or shared anything personal about myself on here. We're always talking about the social and the political and things that are way bigger than just myself or even you as a listener. This podcast was never intended to revolve around me, and I I try very hard to leave myself out of it as much as possible. Not that anyone really wants to hear shit about me anyways, and I'm not a big enough narcissist to get up here and talk about myself all day or act like I have all the answers, but I do figure that, you know, I try something new this time around. Uh, I do suppose that if uh, I want people to come on this podcast and open their ears to me, I have to open myself up a little bit as well, so you know who's speaking over here. To be quite honest, I... I have a terrible habit and uh, history of always neglecting and minimizing my birthday, but I'm trying to change that, finally, after all these years, trying to appreciate myself a little bit more, so here we are. But I'm not going to get up here and tell you all my life story or anything like that. That's not my style. Like I said, I want to do something, uh, I think, with my own touch to it. Uh, I think I just want to share a little bit, to be honest, and hopefully share some thoughts that could be of service to others and that could assist you as they have assisted me. Over the last couple years, I've been writing down and recording some of my insights, I guess you could call them. You could call them affirmations, epiphanies, realizations, uh, but the best word for me is revelations. Now, let it be known that these are my revelations, so they're very personal and individualized to me. And to be quite honest, uh, they might be common sense to most people out there, honestly, but uh, to others like me, I'm hoping that they could be impactful, a perspective change, that's all. And I'll be honest, these notes are very simple, um, very general, a little philosophical, maybe a little corny, Um, but like I said, they could be well-known ways of life to many of you already. Some of them are political, but most of them are not. They have to do with uh, the personal, the interpersonal, uh, the turbulence of life, and just the chaos of the self, I guess you could say. It's very individualized, a little philosophical. Um, but I do hope that they provide a little bit of insight 
into how I try and live uh, my life outside of this podcast and on a day-to-day basis or when I meet times of conflict or inner turmoil or whatever. But I'm going to share them on here anyways, man, because who the hell knows? Maybe there's someone else out there like me who just needs a little bit of guidance, a little bit you know, of a perspective change, a new revelation to help you find your way and stay on your own path. So if you don't mind, I'm going to share some of them on here and hopefully someone somewhere could make use of it. But all right, man, here we go. Okay, like I said, this isn't going to be a particularly long or traditional episode. I'm just going to quickly list these things off and then briefly explain what my revelation means to me uh, in the most general and applicable sense. I mean, I could get all into detail about them and expand on them, but we ain't here for all that today, man. I got to go, I got to go get blasted later, man. I got shit to do shit. Uh, this is, this is just for fun for the most part, but if it ain't your cup of tea, you know, that's fine too. I'll see you next episode. I'm hoping that y'all can stay though, because if y'all can listen to influencers and celebrities and life coaches all week, then I hope you can sit down for this too and, you know, at least give it a try because I'm trying to be genuine. But these things are incredibly simple. Uh, they're, they're left open to interpretation for the most part, so find what it means to you and, and roll with it. But okay, in no particular order, let me just start with uh, some of my favorites. The first one goes like this. Liberation or subjugation comes from consciousness. What I meant when I wrote this was that it is our mindset that determines whether we are free or not. And to be really thorough, both the conscious mind and the unconscious mind need to know. Your whole body needs to know, deep in your bones, that you are free. You can't just say it or repeat it or think it one day and expect it to be true. Just like you cannot tell a free man that he is enslaved and you cannot tell an enslaved person that he is free. These are things that each individual is to determine for themselves and towards their benefit. Politically, personally, emotionally, spiritually, traumatically, in whatever way you can think of. This is progress that is made inch by inch and day by day. It would be an oversimplification to say that you can just flip a switch in your mind and call yourself liberated from your own personal chains. But at the very least, it does start with a decision that you make. For example... Someone once tried to tell me that these mega corporations own me, and another person once tried to tell me that our media outlets own me as well. Obviously, I had to insist otherwise because this does not apply to me. I don't give a fuck who your masters are, but I can tell you for a fact that they are not mine. Because nobody can tell me who has me by the balls. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I understand that these are very powerful forces and entities, but I hold power as well, as do you. And I'm not afraid to say that to anyone. Yes, we all have very realistic limitations, but these limitations can be expanded when you consciously choose to live as liberated and as freely as you can. Free from what? I mean, free from propaganda, from indoctrination, free from dogmatism, from emotional vices, from personal insecurities, free from the chains of the past, free from dependency, free from fear, whatever it is that you think confines you in any way. And this varies from person to person, but the point is you must free yourself from them. Because if you do not choose liberation, then by default, you have settled for subjugation. There are already so many barriers in the world, but the worst thing to be subjected to is yourself. Personally, I have already made my choice, so nobody can tell me otherwise, just as no one can make that decision for you as well. Okay, next one. Uh, this, uh, This is another one that I really resonate with. It says... The teacher and the student should always reside within you, 
ready to be called upon whenever needed. What I mean by this is that there was a time and a place to teach others, and there was a time and a place to learn from others. This is something that we have to gauge for ourselves as the moment presents itself. You can learn from a master, a teacher, a therapist, this is obvious. But you can also learn from a child, or a poem, or an animal even. So we need to remain fluid and see the opportunities when they arise. And I'm going to be honest, what I've learned in my own journey is that sometimes we need to shut our mouths and just listen. When I'm not on this podcast, I try and listen and observe more than I speak. I like to let people express themselves and talk first. Because a good listener can learn more than a good speaker can. And when you don't know something, you don't have to act like we do. Just listen so you can learn. It's that simple. Respect yourself and respect others. Quiet your mind and your voice for a second so that you can add to your knowledge. Quieting your mind is the first step to this, though, and it's a difficult thing to ask for some people, myself included. But these are simple qualities that that make a good student. And in addition to this, of course, there will be opportunities for you to share what you know. We all have very unique individual skills and knowledge and education and insights. You should never be afraid to speak up when you know what it is that you're talking about. I don't care if you're in a room full of doctors and educators, there is likely something that you know that they could all be missing. And these contributions don't always need to be profound or intellectual or revolutionary. Sometimes people just need lessons of the heart, lessons from experience, lessons in love. People like myself can always gain from the perspective of others. It should be welcomed because different perspectives are not always a direct challenge or invitation for debate. You don't have to take it so personal, be so offended. Different perspectives can simply add to our understanding if one can listen. I mean, people, people need help out here, man. So, so share what you know. Show us what you learn and show us how you listen. Next one. Speak to people in a way that brings them liberation. Nothing less should come out of our mouths. It is the easiest thing in the world to, to tear someone down. It is the easiest thing in the world to insult others, to try and degrade them and insult them. But this builds nothing. This is easy. So it is what weak people do. I would know. When I was younger, so often I would insult and and tease people thinking that it was funny. When in reality, I was being toxic. I was being insecure as hell. I didn't like myself, even though I pretended to. So I took this out on other people. And in the process, I drove some very good people very far away from me. And this is projection. This is insecurity. I was creating problems with others. Because I had a problem with myself. So when you try and belittle people this way, you make it very obvious that you hold no peace within yourself, no confidence within yourself. One has clearly not gained self-acceptance by trying to disrupt others. It's simply unnecessary. But this is easy for us to do and we give in to it. It's easy to destroy, it's easy to divide, but it's very hard to create something. It's hard to build so it is much more uncommon to speak, to speak to people in a way that builds them up, that empowers them, that feeds them. Your tongue is a dagger if used recklessly. But it can also be a tremendous sort of comfort and healing. And when it comes to interpersonal relationships, I mean, what is, what is more valuable than this? Use what you can and what you know to expand people. Help people free themselves from their fears or their anxieties, their their vices, their chains, their past. Encourage people to be the very best versions of themselves. And don't do anything to get in the way of it. If you don't like the culture, if you don't like our social norms, then change them. Start with yourself and then apply yourself. This is how we recreate 
and reshape the culture. Next one. It's uh, very simple. You need not have an opinion about everything. I've said this before on this podcast. Everyone has something to say, but not everyone has something to offer. I mean, have you ever heard someone speak up on something and then 30 seconds into their statement, you can see that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about? I don't want to be that guy. Um, Sometimes silence is okay, too. Sometimes showing humility and awareness by refraining from speaking is okay. Sometimes it's okay to acknowledge our ignorance. But most people feel the need to assert themselves as the smartest person in the room. This is ego, not intellect, not wisdom. This is why self-awareness is so important. It keeps you aware of your limitations instead of trying to speak on things outside of your understanding. Nobody understands everything. Just because you say something doesn't mean you're contributing to something. Also, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of ignorance. I mean, how else would we learn? I don't know if I would want to meet someone who could not claim ignorance. How else could we grow? I've had people try and belittle me for, quote, not knowing something, as if I'm expected to know everything just because I speak on a podcast and I read a little bit. If you feel that you are above someone just because you know something that others do not, then you have lost the true meaning of learning. If one feels the need to flaunt their superiority, then clearly they are chained by some type of inferiority. Those who boast hold no real confidence in themselves, and they they make this very clear for others to see whether they realize it or not. But honestly, I would rather acknowledge my own ignorance than, than look like a fool. In fact, it's easier to learn something new than it is to go back in time and erase a moment where you made yourself look foolish for lack of self-awareness and humility. Next one. You have trained your entire life to harden and to defend yourself. Now train to soften and gain flexibility. Obviously, this is directed towards myself, as are all the other revelations, but I'm sure, you know, and I hope that it can apply to some others out there. At one point in my life, I thought that I could only survive if I was strong and aggressive or assertive. At another point, I thought I could only succeed if I was smart and intelligent and critical. I found that neither of these are it. Some people say a survival of the fittest, uh, only the strong survive. Others say intellect surpasses strength. I say adaptability and flexibility supersede both of these. Extreme strength can harden people. High intellect can harden people. At the end of the day, though, it is the soft current which eventually cracks and erodes the hard rock. Being an earnest human being is a lot more important than either of these qualities. The question stands, who does your strength serve? Who does your intellect serve? When your heart is hard, or when your mind is hard, you are disconnected from others, especially if you only serve yourself. I can say this from experience. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not saying to leave yourself vulnerable to just anyone. Let me make that clear. But make sure that other people can feel your heart just as much as they can feel your strength. It allows one to make more allies than enemies. And flexibility will carry you further than pure strength or pure intellect. These, are, these things are rigid, and rigidity snaps, eventually. Flexibility allows, allows you to remain fluid in any circumstances. Flexibility allows you the skill of adaption. Um, and given everything that life throws at us, this becomes a beneficial way of life. Next one. Um, I actually really like this one, to be honest. I, I need to tell it to myself often, but it goes like this. 
most people that you consider a problem are just a speck of dust when compared to the overall span of your life. Like I said, I, I gotta I gotta tell myself this one often because people be pissing me off, man. And to be fully transparent, more often than not, I usually let people piss me off. So this is on me. I mean, this is the root of it, isn't it? At the end of the day, I'm not responsible and I hold no control over the actions and the behaviors and the words of other people. It's not my burden to carry, so I will not. But I am responsible for my own emotions and my reactions and self-composure. So why? Why would I let someone make me feel angry, anxious, belittled, or, or fearful? Why would I hold on to these emotions and these feelings and frustrations and make them bigger than they actually are? Because the truth is, they are nothing if I want them to be. If I'm holding on to anger, then I want to be angry. If I'm holding on to resentment, then I want to be resentful. And if I want to let it go, I'll let it go. Whatever conflict we have, whatever argument or disagreements we have, whatever tension or animosity we hold towards one another... Most likely, it will matter very little to me when my lights go out. So then, is it really that important? You need to ask yourself, who is important enough to get all bent out of shape for? I'm sure that petty quarrels and, quote, problematic people be, will be one of the last things that I'm thinking of when it's all said and done. I will not give people power over me or my emotions or my state of mind. In fact, at this point, we should all know and have familiarity with how difficult and intolerable and disrespectful people can be. People are a fucking pain, man. This is stoicism. This is known every time you hang out with your family or you're at work or, or with coworkers or something. But life and love are so much bigger than that one person that you have a problem with that in that one moment in time. Truth be told, most interpersonal problems and minor inconveniences that we face on a day-to-day -day basis, they're just going to look like specks of dust when it's all said and done. Let it go. Every day, release yourself from anything that is not you and that does not serve you. Next time someone's giving you a problem and you want to disengage, just look at them like a speck of dust because that's what they are if you want them to be. Nobody has more power over you than you. Another one. Your training is not limited to the martial. Again, obviously I'm talking to myself here, but I'm hoping that this can be expansive for some other people who can relate. When I say... Martial, I mean, I mean fighting. I'm talking about combat, pugilism, martial arts. For most people that don't know, I love to train and to study and to learn from martial arts. I'm extremely interested in it. I don't think I've ever shared this fact on here, but uh, I've been I've been training and learning the art of self-defense for over five years now. Five years now. I love Muay Thai. I love boxing, Taekwondo, karate, jujitsu. I love it. These arts have all built me up in a way that my past self could. Never even imagine, honestly, and I'd recommend it to anyone, man, woman, or child. But like the revelation says, my training, our training, is not limited to the martial. My training is not limited to just fighting and combat and striking or inflicting pain and violence on others or even myself because self-abuse is real in ways that we might not even recognize. But this is only an infinitesimal aspect, in my opinion. Other important aspects must be trained and nurtured as well. Anyone can fight. Anyone can throw a punch when they're mad. Anyone can inflict pain. That's easy as hell. Children do this. Animals do this. But emotional control is much more difficult. Bodily control is much more difficult. Flexibility is difficult. Courage is part of the training. Mental toughness is part of the training. Philosophical application is part of the training. Fear, focus, respect. The body, the mind, the spirit all working as one. The healing, the breathing, the meditation, and the dedication. All these things feed martial arts. 
but they also feed the practitioner as well, the student, the martial artist. Most importantly, these aspects feed you outside the dojo, outside the ring, and off the mats. And these are tools that can be applied every day and in any way, not just when you get in a fight. Bushido, martial arts, not fighting, can transcend people. And I'm for anything that empowers the people. Okay, next one. Let people see your heart before they see your mind. I mean, don't get it twisted. It should be very obvious how much I value and respect the power of the mind. But like I said earlier, people are so quick to want to assert themselves as as the smartest person in the room, and yet they treat people like shit in an attempt to assert their own intellect or uniqueness. It doesn't make you look smart or special by trying to make others look dumb. How you treat people is a lot more important than what you speak, no matter how brilliant that you think you are. Besides, it's a much more difficult thing to educate people or to add to their understanding as opposed to trying to sound, trying to sound intelligent. If you want to impress people, or better yet, make impressions on people, then build them up. We live in a society that encourages us to be the best, the strongest, the smartest, the specialists. But our society does not give equal encouragement towards simply being a kind person. One with empathy and compassion, respect and love. Maybe at church we remember. Or in kindergarten. Or when we lecture kids. But somewhere along the way we let go of a warm heart. People, you know, many people don't even know how to deploy and apply these qualities anymore. And these qualities are not meek. Love and compassion, these are not meek. This is how solidarity is built, how allies are made, and how people are taken care of. Genuine radicalism should be rooted in these qualities to combat the issues that we face. Your mind is a weapon. Yes, it should be sharp and it should be critical, but never at the expense of your heart or your warmth. It is a cold world to live in with a bunch of brilliant minds and dead hearts. Next. This one says... Take it like the waves of the ocean. Personally, I think this is uh, a lot more difficult than it sounds, at least for me it is. Oftentimes, we think ourselves more powerful than we are. We think that everything is within our control, and if it's not, we try to make it under our control. And if it doesn't come under our, our control, we get tense, we get knotted, we get emotional, we feel some kind of way about it. This applies politically, personally, interpersonally, whatever. But to do this and to live this way is to constantly be at war with life itself i mean have you ever seen anyone try and fight the ocean can you imagine that shit it would look insane someone trying to square up and throw punches against the the waves yes there is a time to fight but there's also a time to flow but we try and fight life every day on a much smaller scale trying to fight the parts that we don't like we try and control other people and relationships friendships environments children your work etc And when things aren't in our control, we lose our shit. Have you ever seen that? Someone who wants something to go a specific way and it doesn't, and then they lose it. With children, we call it throwing a tantrum because they didn't get what they wanted, but we do it too. I know I do, and I'm working on it, all right? Be chill. But we need to recognize that literally the only thing on this entire planet that we can control is ourselves. And even then, we can't, you know, control our bodies or our physical flaws, our skin color, our racial features, we are born with these things. But some things, well, those are ours to claim. Our thoughts, our actions, our voices, our values, our creativity, this is ours. Everything else, 
we need to learn to ride, you know, like the, like the waves of the ocean, because that's all we can do. We have limits. We can influence, we can create, we can adapt, but we cannot control. Next one. Power resides in the current moment. To this day, I'm still struggling to apply this revelation. I, I, I said something like this on a recent episode. Our life is partly made up of external factors beyond our control. You know, race, where you're born, physical disabilities, the environment you live in, socioeconomic factors, your family members, etc. But life is also made up of all the choices that we make throughout our lifetime. Now, we, we can't go back and redo a prior decision that we made, and there's no point in wishing that you could. But at the same time, every moment, we have an opportunity to make new choices. The power to make decisions that can change your life for the better is right now. This is why power resides in the current moment. These changes won't magically come in the future and you can't look to the past and imagine what could have been. The power to change, to grow and transcend and heal is right now. If you want to do something different, if you want to be someone different, then do it. This is within your capabilities. This is within your power at all times. We don't need a plan to be better. We don't need to wait to grow. We can just do it. It starts with the decision that you make in the current moment. Life is... Not all about preparation. I know sometimes, you know, we can we can get caught in this stage. I know I do. We, we, we overthink, we overanalyze, we're anxious. But the reality is, in order to become, one must be. And in order to be, one must become. This is the beauty of life. You don't need to wait until a new year for a fresh start. You don't need to wait until tomorrow. You can be whoever and whatever you want to be whenever. You just need the courage to start. Yes, Life requires some preparation. I'm not saying to be brash. And sometimes shit, you know, doesn't need to be, shit does need to be sorted out. But more than this, life also requires some application and some courage. Because there is nothing to wait for. And there's nothing to look back to. So this only leaves one place for power to reside. And that is right now. Life is not a story. It is a moment-to-moment -moment experience. And we can only live in one moment. Which leaves power to reside in the now the present so be present all right last one man it's simple as hell and it goes like this it doesn't matter what others think or what you think they think i believe most people already know this to some extent but i'm a slow learner and uh this one took me a while to grasp honestly too often in my life i was you know concerned about the, the judgment and perception and opinions of others we can't live our lives according to the thoughts of others and we can't live our lives trying to think about what other people will think. This is anxiety. And I know that bitch well. But to be honest, this, this would be to submit yourselves to, to other people and the mere possibility of their thoughts. To live this way would be to deny yourself and your own life. If you worry about the judgment of other people, then you subject yourself to the internal, eternal possibilities of disapproval. This is not your burden to carry. And even if judgment does come, it still isn't your burden to carry. Live how you want to live, man. I mean, I'm not saying to live inconsiderately of others or yourself. But at the end of the day, all decisions that you make should be on your behalf. You're going to piss someone off no matter what you do anyways. A man of perfect character could walk on this earth. And people will still find something to dislike about him. Jesus himself was persecuted. What, what more do people want? Your best is enough as long as it is enough for you. In fact, most people dislike others because they want to dislike others. 
People usually look for a reason to dislike other people. Most people will make up their minds about you within the first few moments or glances even. People will have made up their mind about you after one conversation on one day and in one point of time during your life. You could be on your best behavior and people will still dislike you. So this matters little. But it's all cool, man. As long as you don't end up disliking yourself because you're not living true to you. This is what matters. It is important that you like yourself enough to not care about being disliked by anyone. In fact, if you are disliked by someone or other people, it is living proof that you are exercising your own freedom and your own autonomy. It is proof that you are living true to you and not to the perceptions and the thoughts and judgment of other people. None of them will be there with you when it's all said and done. So be at peace with yourself. <sighs> well, there they are, folks. That's, those are my, my revelations. No, no, there's no criticism here, no books, no articles, no politics. It's just a glimpse into my mind and my journey, I guess you could say. Uh, I guess it's a, it's a bit philosophical and introspective. Um, we, all, we all walk our own path, and these are just some notes that I've taken down while, while walking on mine. But they do help me from time to time when I get you know, a bit lost or overwhelmed or regressive even. But I do hope that one of them was able to help you too. That's the, the point of this episode. Believe it or not, I am a slow learner, so I imagine that most of this is common knowledge to a lot of you guys, and I hope it is because... That means uh, y'all have a lot to teach me. But like I said, we each walk our own path. <sighs> on, on my path, from the moment that I began to understand our social and political issues and the pervasity and intensity of them, I have wanted to change them. I, I wanted to understand them more so I could create more change. But this is very difficult for one individual to do. It's, it's impossible, really. These are social and political forces that are way beyond my individual control or influence. But, as my favorite singer says, I can't change the world, but I can change the world in me. And this is true. This I can do every day. I think and hope that this episode provides just the tiniest glimpse of that. Now, you know, I know I can't change the world, but I will not stop believing that we can. This I know. But please allow me to very briefly share what my own path has been like, and then we can get the hell out of here. Initially, to be quite honest, I actually studied criminology. I wanted to be a cop when I was in high school. And then I wanted to be a probation officer in college. But eventually, I began to study a discipline called sociology. And after learning and listening to many, many superlative teachers who I am indebted to, I began to understand a little bit more. And this is what helped and trained me to want to open my mind. Later on down my own road, like I said earlier, I wanted to be strong, so I lifted and exercised and I gained like 20 pounds of muscle. Eventually, though, I felt that this wasn't real strength. Not to me, anyways. So I wanted to learn how to defend myself instead. I wanted to challenge myself physically and mentally. So I started to train. I practiced and studied and immersed myself in martial arts and self-defense and after coming across and learning from many more superlative teachers and practitioners who I am also indebted to, they helped me to begin to want to open my spirit and body. And even further down along my path, I met someone, a woman, who I am also indebted to, and she helped me to begin to want to open my heart. So this is me, and here I am. It is very nice to finally meet you all. 
But all right, guys, I'm out of here, man. That's all I have to say today. And I thank you for listening to some of my truest and most vulnerable thoughts. I always thank you. And I hope that you know that I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time to listen. But I hope you'll be here for the next episode as well. Until then, peace.